0: trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Hunting Gear Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Johnson, and today we're going to be talking with Nate Thomas of the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast about the, the uh, ATA show that happened last week, and we're going to get his thoughts on it. We're going to talk about the vibe of the show. We're going to talk about the new location in St. Louis. We're going to talk about some of the innovative products that he saw, some some good at products, some bad products, some ugly products. Uh, he focused a lot on saddles. Uh, we talk about a, uh, it's not thermal and it's not night vision, but a, a product that does something similar by the Butt Commanders and uh, for, I think it's mounted to a crossbow at this point. I'm sure it, down the line they can mount it to a, a gun or a rifle or something like that. Um, but we, we talk about that, we talk about uh, accessories for archery equipment, and I think that pretty much covers it on this episode. I'm going to be doing a three-part series where I'm going to be talking to two other people who have uh, attended that show. I, unfortunately, was unable to make it this year. My wife had to have surgery, uh, kids' events, just all this stuff that's going down, and... Um, uh, I wanted to make sure I was home, but I'm glad I have people out there who like to come out on and talk to us about the show, talk to us about the products and uh, the innovation and the technology that's there at that show. Uh, Before we do get into today's episode, though, I got to do a commercial with Code Blue Sense. Now, if you guys haven't heard me talk about Code Blue Sense, the best thing to do is go to their website, CodeBlueSense.com, and take a look at all the products that they offer. Let's see, what do they got here? They got uh, um, real and synthetic deer urines, and the quality control uh, that they have with those scents is pretty much unmatched in the industry. If you uh, go to a different Hunting Gear podcast, you're going to hear me and just Google or uh, type in when you're searching for the Hunting Gear podcast. Look for the one I did with Code Blue Scents and what'll happen is you'll see the importance that quality plays, the role it plays, quality checks in their products, right? And so that's very important when you're talking about scents and containing the freshness of those scents. Real synthetic deer urns. They have the sprays that a lot of people find popular. You know, you spray it on your body, it's supposed to eliminate the scent. And my favorite product that they have is the Code Blue Ropadope preorbital gland uh, scent you hang it in a tree you put the you know the gel on this blue rope and the deer come in to investigate it and so what do i do i pair that with a quality trail camera sometimes it's a cell camera sometimes it's not and i get to see all these deer come through the area and uh uh and now I have inventory of all the deer, and this is both bucks and does. So if you're looking for some uh, new products or want to mess around with uh, mock scrapes this year, please go to CodeBlueSense.com, and if you do decide to make a purchase, enter the code NFC20 for 20% off. So there's that. Let's get into today's episode all about the ATA. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Hunting Gear Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Johnson, and today we are joined by Nate Thomas of the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast, and Nate just got back from the ATA show, uh, what was it, mid, mid last week? Friday, so right. a
1: couple of days ago. Yep.
0: Okay. So was it yeah, a Wednesday? We came home a day early. Was it a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday deal this year,
1: or was it? a... Well, no, it was, it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay, perfect. We yeah, came home Friday night because uh, weather got kind of rough. Yeah. Here in Missouri. So we came home, well, we were planning on it anyways, but we came home uh, Friday.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. And uh, so that's kind of what I want to talk about. I was unable to make the ATA show this year because of uh, my wife. My wife had a surgery and then we also had uh, just, I don't know, so many, life is just crazy busy right now. And and uh, I put a couple other things above the ATA show this year. So I want to ask you, what did I miss?
1: Uh, well, you missed seeing me. So there's that, <laughs> um, you know, actually it was a good time. Um, this, this last year, I mean, you know, ATA, you, you can look at it two different ways. You know, you want to see some new cool stuff. You want to play with some stuff and you want to talk to some folks that, uh, you either already work with, or, you know, you got some relationships with, mm-hmm. and with it being our second year there, I think we are a little more prepared than we were the first year, as far as, you know, like how to get through everything and uh so we had a really good time i would call it a productive time at ata Mm -hmm. and um got to see a lot of cool stuff and um i don't know if it was smaller than last year or not honestly it i mean the venue was so different that uh you know it was less spread out this year than it was last year yeah which i kind of enjoyed
0: yeah so the previous years, it's either been in Louisville, Kentucky at a really large convention center or in Indianapolis, Indiana in a really large convention center. And so I'm guessing they shrunk it down into a smaller venue this year, which means that there's less space, meaning it's more compact, and it has a feel that it's not smaller when it probably it probably is much smaller.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could... You know, everything was in the same room this time. Yeah. You know, room, big-ass room. Um, But it was – for me, it was nice. I mean, you still walk your ass off for two straight days and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but um, I don't know. I I felt like I saw some stuff there this year that wasn't there last year. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, you know, it's funny as you go to ATA, and I was just telling you before we recorded, I didn't – touch any compound bows. I played with a lever bow for bow fishing purposes. Yeah. Um, but we, we actually didn't do anything with any, uh, compounds. So, uh, so busy playing with some other things. There were some really cool things there. Um, some things that are, I'm not going to make fun of, but are silly. Um, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, it was, it was a good time. Uh, we had a lot of time. We, we, uh, we, uh, were able to take a friend of ours this year, um, who has been a big supporter of our, of our show. And, you know, he got to go with us and, and, you know, see what it's like and got to meet some cool people while he was there. And, yeah. um, so that was, it was fun. It was, it was a good time. We had a, we had a fun time.
0: Yeah. And so throughout the years, you, you know, I'm going to kind of shift into, you know, the archery trade association. So all things archery. Um, and it seems to me that throughout, well, it's just, it's, Basic fact, like Matthews didn't have a booth there this year, did they? Nope. Nope. They didn't have a booth. Was Hoyt there this year? They weren't. Elite wasn't there? Hoyt wasn't. Hoyt wasn't. So the, the major players in the. Was Botec there? Yeah. Okay, Botec was there. And so some of the major players in the space, uh, in the compound world, just don't even come to that show anymore right and so this is this is kind of a two-part question was the was the presence of crossbows this year overwhelming compared to the amount of uh compound companies or even traditional companies that were there and or was it more of a 50 50 split
1: i would say it was 50 50 um i can think of two crossbow booths that I'm remembering it off the top of my head and there was probably more than that. Um, and if you're talking about, you know, Bowtech was there, PSE, Mm -hmm. uh, um, prime might've been there. Yeah. They went, Um, went
0: I think they were there last year for sure.
1: Okay. Yeah. And there was another one. There was a handful of bow companies and a handful of crossbow companies.
0: Yeah. Okay. Was there, was there an, Usually, you, every time you go to the ATA show, there's like a vibe, or um, there's st- like conversations about. Oh, have you seen this? Have you checked this out? This is cool. Have you seen that? Um, was there any type of vibe or a product that uh, had people kind of buzzing this year?
1: Yeah, there there was this uh, group of guys there um, called Missouri Woods and Water. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, everybody, we Every, couldn't get through a row.
0: Everybody was talking about him. It, it was,
1: uh, you know, I was flattered. I was flattered, you know. Did you have to, to sign some you?
0: autographs? Was there, was there yeah. a line?
1: Yeah, I had, had, had to sign some breasts and, and some yeah. asses, you know. No, I'm just kidding. But, you, does your wife uh, know
0: about um, that, dude?
1: <laughs> if I told her that, she'd just call me a liar. And she would be right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh you no know, for us. For us, the vibe was well. So there was one vibe there, yeah. And that was the Buck Commander guys coming in. They they were coming in with this new thing called Buck Ops, okay. Um, that they were uh, talking about and saw in their social media. Um, we were walking through on Friday, and all of a sudden, we see this long ass line, and we're like, "What the hell is this for?" And and someone's like, "Oh, that's the Buck Commander folks." That was a that was a uh, a buzz. Um, and for us, honestly, we and we really had fun looking at saddle stuff. Yeah. Um, we can get into that if you want. But
0: what was this buck ops thing? This buck commander. It thing? is.
1: I don't even know what to call it. It's a crossbow scope that it's not really night vision, I don't think, but it's made to take all the light in the environment. And blow it up to the point that you can look at animals like it's daylight at two in the morning. Wow! Just like, and they they had a booth there that they were using to show you, and so we looked at it, and it's legitimately. And we watched videos that, that they took, and I mean, it's legitimately Like two in the morning, and they're looking eight hundred yards away, and you see these deer like it's three in the afternoon.
0: Was it? Was it crystal clear?
1: I mean, it's not like high def looking at you, uh, face to face, but it don't look very rough to me. Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't looking at it from like a deer hunting perspective. I don't know how they're pitching it or how they're, you know, going to market it. Yeah. We didn't stand in the line to talk to them. So, um, would have been cool to meet them, but I didn't, I got, I had stuff to do. So, yeah. And, uh, I don't know how they're going to market it, but we looked at it from a predator hunting standpoint. I like, got you. damn, yeah, that that would be nice. And you know, they're like six hundred bucks compared to like five grand for a thermal.
0: Yeah.
1: So, um, but you can't put it on a rifle right now. So, yeah, I mean, that was a buzz, but for us, it was it was all uh, saddle related yeah. because there were so many cool saddle products, and we got into saddle hunting this year. That I'm really really excited for next season and the way I'm going to be hunting based on what I saw this year, but that was our, our buzz. We just really were, we wanted to see more than we did last year. Last year, we didn't get to everything Mm -hmm. and we didn't this year either, but we got, we saw a lot of different things and put our hands on a lot of different products more than we did last year.
0: Yeah. Okay. So basically what you're saying is if you want to shoot a deer before shooting light or after shooting light with a crossbow, this product is perfect for you.
1: Well, I think, <laughs> I think the marketing of it was like, you know, save, you know, you get the most out of your light. Yeah. Um, I, we did not really do much homework on it. We yeah. didn't ask many questions. I'll have to we look just it heard, a, we heard about this buck ops thing. So we stopped by and kind of played with it. I don't really know how they're going to market it or what it's going to be, yeah. you know, really for. Yeah. But I mean, that's what it was. It was freaking crystal clear night vision, essentially.
0: Yeah. All right, so some of the big players in the saddle game, uh, Latitude, we have uh, Tethered, and then almost any tree stand company seems to be popping out with a saddle these days. Um, what was the buzz around the saddle game?
1: So, I mean, every company had something new, right, and, and something really cool out. Uh, wait, 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 wait. That was the buzz. Weight reduction, ounces, ounces, ounces. Yeah. Okay. That was that was the buzz, and dude, uh, there was one in particular one that I'm I'm super excited to try out. And there was uh, what is some sticks that I actually? It's the trophy line. Um, what The freaking hell is it called? Um, it's going to be their new platform and sticks that'll come out this summer. Uh, carbon, they are carbon fiber, hyper light. Hyperlight, no no they're metal okay. it's not there's a, there's you know scientific words that they use but yeah it's it's sticks that look like they would be heavy right there yeah. they're stout sticks double stepped or double steps um, stout sticks but then they go to hand it to you and I remember when they hand it to me and I go to grab it I was preparing to grab you know a two and a half pound stick or whatever you know because it was metal weighs 17 freaking ounces
0: for for one stick
1: one stick okay Then the saddle I don't know how much the saddle weighs itself I can or not the saddle excuse me the the platform that comes with it. they're called the hyperlight now now that I remember. So four sticks and the platform are going to be six pounds total. That is half the weight of what I currently run which is already not heavy. Okay. So a guy like me is super uh, ex- cautiously excited about something like that, because if I can get even lighter with my, especially my my platform, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be pretty pretty stoked. Yeah. Um. And they're all like of a metal construction, so you know carbon, um, you know almost has a plastic look to it. You'd say, um, these aren't carbon. There's no carbon anywhere on either of these these items. Yeah. So well, we put a we put a a little story or whatever a reel on our Instagram and Facebook uh, when when I checked it out. So it was pretty cool. We actually did a podcast with one of the guys at Trophy Line about it, yeah. among other things. But I'm excited about that. Um, it looks there's another company. It, Say what?
0: They they look a lot like the the one <laughs> the original one stick from Tethered. They, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: it's yeah, it's gridded. It's gridded, basically uh, metal. You know, yeah. holes punched out of it uh, all the way up and down. Uh, no moving parts, essentially. Oh, wait. at all?
0: No, it does not look like the one sticks. Okay, I was looking at something else. Yeah, yeah. This this looks like uh, it almost looks like it was. It's molded out of uh, like plastic or something. That's what it looks like.
1: Yeah. It, but, I mean, but it's metal,
0: it, huh? Okay.
1: It's straight up metal, and they stack together on top of each other, so they don't oh, do this. They don't okay. stair step as you're stacking them. Yeah. They're straight on top of each other. Yeah. That's awesome. And, um, and then the platform's tiny as shit, too. Uh, not tiny, light as shit, too. Yeah. Um, and it's this, about the same size as their trophy line has a platform now called the EDP. Okay. It's about that same footprint. Okay. And, uh, And then there was another company, actually, that they don't sell a platform, but I have to give them some uh, attaboys. I don't know if you've ever heard of Tree Sticks. Tree Sticks. It's a uh, stick company. They have a, uh, oh, what's it called? New stick coming out. Can you see that?
0: Uh, I am looking at, (laughs) I just Googled Tree Sticks, and it's just a whole bunch of- Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, S- STYX. S-T-Y-X. S-T-Y-X. And right. they got a, a stick coming out that looks like that. S T Y X? yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I don't know if they're currently in business or, or what right now. They're made in Michigan. But um, it's a carbon stick, all one-piece stick. They come in 17 or 20 inches. And what's cool is every single stick comes with an aider built in that oh. pulls out the bottom. Okay. And the aider is the exact same width of the stick. So it doesn't teardrop or nothing like that. It's the same width. And if you don't want the aider, you just pull it up, and it's got this little tie-off.
0: And it's built I thought that was pretty. It's built right into the
1: tubing? Into the stick tubing, yep. Okay. So if you can see this, see the aider at the bottom? Yeah. You just pull down. And if you don't want it, you pull up, and it goes out of the way. Okay. Um, every stick comes with those in them.
0: That's pretty sweet. Um, that's pretty sweet. Pretty
1: sweet, and and they were like fifteen ounces a piece. They were they were light as shit.
0: I'll tell you what. Um, the reason I don't use Aiders is because it's just extra stuff I have to carry in, usually,
1: and gets in my damn way. Exactly. Yeah,
0: that's pretty sweet. Um,
1: I told the guy. I, th- I can't remember how much he told me they were gonna uh, sell these for, but um, and they I think they come for sale in the in the summer also, mm-hmm. but I told the guy I'm like, dude, yeah. I would. I might buy these. These are yeah. these are cool. Yeah. Um, so they're light as well. They Yeah, dude, he, he gave it to me, and it was like nothing. It's yeah. like they didn't even hand you anything. And, and that was a 20-incher, which I'd probably buy the 17 because I'm a shorter guy. I don't really need to step higher than I need that I can. So, yeah. I mean, they're they're really freaking cool. Um, And the Ader was really interesting, a built-in Aider. Okay. Um, That might have been one of the most innovative products I saw there this weekend was that tree sticks, uh, yeah. climbing, climbing stick.
0: Yeah. It's always something, you know, I don't want to say it's, it's usually a product that's already in ex- So climbing sticks have been around forever, right? Sure. But now you make a little change to them and you have a built in aider. That's what's, that's kind of the cool thing about, uh, you know, like if, if you are a brand new, type of technology or product you have a big uphill climb but if you can take something that people are already using and make it a a, a, an adjustment like like a built-in aider into a climbing stick dude i that's that's pretty innovative man
1: it is and i'll tell you what another thing i thought was pretty cool it's not anything related to saddles but um, we started using, so we already knew about it, but we started using a product this year, a scent control product called Scent Thief. Okay. And they they were a big sponsor of ATA last year. So we went there last year. They gave us some free bottles
0: what is to try scent, out. What is Scent Thief?
1: It's, it's a scent control product. Well, it's not really a scent control product. Scent Thief is that company, I don't know if you heard about it a few years ago. They basically developed a product that is designed to, relax the animals ability to smell. So it, it it's supposed to mess, and there's some scientific term for what's in their nose. I can't remember the name of it, but it's supposed to keep them from being able to smell what is in their nose. So it's blocking their ability to smell. Kind of think of it like nose jammer, mm-hmm. but they're not smelling it anymore because they can't. They actually got shut down by the uh, atf or somebody like that whoever does that kind of crap because they were worried about the ability of drug dogs to do their jobs anymore mm-hmm.
0: same so thing happened they, with ozonics back in the day
1: yeah yeah so then atf or whatever government damn agency made them introduce a smell to the product because originally their product was scent free yeah now they have to have a smell to it so anyways, we started using it last year and I tested it a few times just like I wonder if this actually freaking works like can I sit down when of a deer and it not know I'm there. Yeah. And so what my process is is I would spray it down with it and then I would they have a little wafer that goes with you that you hang up in a tree kind of like you would your Ozonics machine. Yep. And uh Dude, I had like I never had a mature buck downwind of me, but several young bucks and doe groups that would come downwind. And I had one doe group of four for almost a full hour walk straight in downwind of me closer and closer and closer and, closer, and never spooked out on me. Yeah. So long story short, our buddy goes with us this year and Synthief Thief has a, a uh, example at their booth. Okay. So they've, they've got this stink thing, this jar of stink-ass, nasty-smelling stuff. Yep. And they take a swab of it, and they put it in a uh, Ziploc bag, and then they have you smell it. Okay. So they put it in your nose, and they make you smell it, and you're like, ugh, Gross. get that out of my damn nose. Yep. And then he takes that scent-thief bottle, and he sprays it twice into that bag, closes the bag, opens it back up real quick, and then he puts it in your nose again, and you can't freaking smell it anymore, dude. It's gone. The only thing you smell is the scent of the scent thief, whatever that scent may be. Because uh, other people, like I think it smells like menthol. Other people think it smells like cedar. Yeah. Some people think it smells like bubble gum. Whatever. Uh, it's a it's a it's a really good demonstration of what that is designed to do. Yeah. So it's designed to make your and whatever the hell your nose's sensory gland is. It's designed to not, it's designed to relax it to the point that it's not picking up scent anymore. So it's not a scent cover and it's not a scent. um, So those things you spray down like to stop you from smelling. So it's Um, not a
0: scent. It doesn't eliminate scent. It doesn't eliminate bacteria or anything like that. But once the scent or whatever it is that this is gets into the deer's nose, it, somehow alters the way that they smell and they cannot smell anything anymore.
1: Essentially, that's the the, the idea of the product without me being a spokesman for them. But yeah. um, it's basically making it to where they can't smell you and they can't smell a rat and they can't smell a, anything else. they They can't smell for that. As long as that is in their nose, they are not able to pick up what What else is with it? Because it's relaxed their opophilium or something like
0: that. It'd be olfactory.
1: Olfactory, there you go. Um, That's the design. So it's the only product in the scent space kind of designed to do that.
0: That's crazy.
1: Ozone, ozone is his own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, There's all kinds of products that you can spray on yourself to stop you from smelling. But the problem with those, the way they explain it is you would have to continuously spray yourself Mm -hmm. with those products because you're continuously emitting scent. Yes. Um, So when you spray yourself with that product, yeah, it works. And then 20 seconds later, it's not. Right. Because you continue doing that. Um, And, you know, Nose Jammer is designed to jam a deer's nose with other stuff, Mm -hmm. including your scent, to hopefully overpower your scent with other stuff. Yep whereas this is designed to stop the deer from smelling period that's what it is and their demonstration at ATA is like probably one of the best demonstrations you can go to and actually see the damn thing work with yeah. your own nose because that's you, what's cool about there
0: usually someone says here spray this stuff on you and I'm like yeah no thanks man you know it's not <laughs> right. like cuz in the i mean that that was the thing back in the day Oh, got to get the 99%, 99.9% spray, right? All these comp- different companies made it, you spray it on your body, you're supposed to be scent-free. But nothing right. takes into consideration your breathing, you know, and, and all the scent that is emitted from your mouth and your nose, okay? Yeah. And and, and that kind of stuff. And so then when when... So it's just a spray though, right? Like it sprays over your body. There's
1: a, there's a spray on your body, which they want you to reapply about every 45 minutes. Okay. Okay. So you would take it with you. Although if you have the wafer, which is drenched in the stuff, you really wouldn't need to spray yourself. I do both when I go hunting. Now I've got the wafer hanging up, uh, whichever way my wind's blowing, pushing it that way. And then about every 45 minutes I spray myself, um, and, you know, it's only been one season of me using it. And here's the thing. Like, there's people that say, I heard this in a podcast recently, actually. Wish I could give him credit. But there's people that say, play the wind. Scent control stupid as shit. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that say, well, I'm going to use scent control products and I'll stop playing the wind. Both of those arguments are dumb. Yes. Why? Why can't you do both? Right. I'm always going to hunt wind when i'm hunting a mature whitetail yep you know but why wouldn't i take advantage of something that might help me whether that's ozonics scent thief um or whatever the hell else that you think works for you some people swear by nose jammer Mm -hmm. i hate the smell of it so i don't put it on but i think you i think you use nose jammer at times micah uses it i know yeah yeah I, I feel like I'm in a candle store when I put it on, so I don't put it on. <laughs> um, but you know, like why why would you not try to take as many advantages as you can to give yourself as many legal advantages over the deer that's better than you at everything? Yeah, almost. Yeah, and so uh, that synth thief man, I, I'm I'm a I'm a believer mm-hmm. in and. In, until you take that t- smell test, you really will never understand, you know, what I'm saying, which is difficult for a company like them. But, dude, you go from smelling stink bait, making you want to gag, to putting your nose back in the exact same bag after two squirts and it doesn't smell anymore. I don't know how else they're supposed to explain that it yeah works. It's one of those, you know? it's
0: another one of those products where you just got to test it out or, or try yeah. it or go do your own research on it. Um, yeah well, that's cool, man. I'm going to ha- definitely have to get a hold of those guys and have them on, on the podcast here. Um, out- yeah, it's pretty cool outside of that. Any, uh, what else, uh, kind of caught your attention at the show?
1: So there was a lot of broadhead companies, um, out, uh, a few of them that obviously wasp wouldn't said hi to them for you, by yep. the way. Okay. Said hi to All your right. boys over there. All right. Um, but there was a few other ones I thought were pretty cool. Um, There's a new company. They were over in the innovation section, which is we we always try to make sure we go to. uh, The innovation section is pretty nifty. A lot of cool things. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but it's Tolu Broadhead Company. Spell it. T O U L O U. Okay. And uh, they've got an. It's a prototype right now. They didn't even have the actual metal broadheads there they had a bunch of um like plastic ones to show you but what's cool about it without i don't have it with me it's a solid construction broadhead
0: okay i'm seeing it right now
1: and the broadhead is shaped so that it is like a vein on your your uh your veins on your arrow so it's got a shape to it um designed to help your arrow fly you know the way it's meant to fly um that was pretty cool. Solid construction. They're a premium price. I think he said they're like 130 for three. Oh, boy. Um, so that's in, not cheap. Made in America, then, I, I take it. <laughs> made in America. Another broadhead company that I thought was pretty cool that's also made in America, I think they're a newer company, is Rec Broadheads, uh, okay. R-E-K. Um, what I kind of liked about them is they got, well, they, they got a new one coming out now, but they got two broadheads, and they're modular. So you can have the um, fixed broadhead. And then if you want to have a mechanical, they've got the same, um, the hell's the, the chisel tip it's the same tip. So you can replace the blades of the mechanical and the, um, fixed on their two flagship, um, broadheads. And all you got to do is buy the extra blades instead of an entire new head. Um, that's kind of cool.
0: Okay.
1: And made, made in America. And they, they hold up well in tests that I've, that I've watched. Um, and they seem like really good guys over there too. So. I like their stuff, um, and that Tolu—it's going to be expensive as shit. But it looked like a really cool broadhead. I'm I'm excited to maybe see some tests done on those to see how they do. Yeah. Uh, once they come out. And
0: they are they in, are they made in America too? Looks like they are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep, sure are. Okay. And then I got to give. Hold on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do some joking here in a second. Okay. Because there's one that makes me makes me laugh. But there's another one in the innovation system uh, section called Bowrest.com. Okay. You're going to look it up and think this is dumb. Look it up real quick. Okay.
0: Bowrest.com.
1: Bowrest.com.
0: Bodacious?
1: No. Bowrest. Yeah, that's what
0: I R e s t. Oh yeah, bodacious. You're right. Tom. Yeah, you're right. Yep. And so yep. it it forwards to this bodacious, bodacious bow rest. All yeah, right. That's t- right. Tell me about the. Oh, oh my God.
1: Do you see a picture of it?
0: It's literally a. It's a monopod that attaches to it's your bow. It's a shooting bow. stick. Yeah,
1: for your bow. It's a shooting stick. We first walked up to that and we're like, "This is dumb. This is dumb." Right. And then he starts talking to us and he shows us. He's like, "Okay, so you're stalking a elk up in the mountains." And you're holding your bow forever. And you push the button and the stick drops to the ground. And now you're fully solid. And that was kind of cool. Also, we do a lot of bow fishing now. Yep. And you're sitting there holding that damn bow for 15, 20 minutes at a time before you shoot. You just drop that, that bow rest out. And now all the weight of that bow is gone. And you're just yeah. standing there. Yeah, It's It's actually really, really cool. Yeah, dude. Um, And you can carry your bow with it instead of like carrying your bow on by the string and stuff now too. Yeah, which is nice. Um, At first, I kind of thought it was silly, but then the more I played with it, and you know, was kind of I was drawing back and you know pretending like I was looking at an animal, and I drop it down. You're no no longer like swaying side to side because it's solid. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's a learning curve with it, and I'm not sure I'll ever put it on a bow, but. I'm, I'm, I I kind of think they're onto something. That's a kind of cool invention or or whatever you want to call it for them.
0: Yeah, um, I'll say this. It does look like it has functionality. It does. You know, some it really does. some of these some of these companies will have a product and you're like, "Oh, we didn't know we needed that on our bow." You know what I mean? But this right. I can see ex- especially in the spot and stock world where you're hunting from the ground like you said elk man, it, wouldn't it be nice to have a little bit more st- stability in your shot, but I can see the purists of bow hunting going or, you know, archery going, this really isn't at this point, it's something different, right? It's not necessarily yeah. true archery.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, it's, it's honestly, it's just uh it's another uh, attachment, you know, that you can put all over your bow. Yeah. And, um, You know, once again, I'm not so sure. Oh, and it only weighs like, I don't remember what he said. It weighs next to nothing Yeah. to put it on.
0: Yeah. And Uh, and so I'm looking, is this a, is this like a a trigger or a ball that you squeeze? There's a,
1: right on your, right on your, uh, where you put your hand, your front hand, your lead hand. Yep. There's a little squeeze, a little trigger, a little ball that you push and it causes the, the, carbon fiber pole to come out the bottom okay and then you just push it back up when you're done okay um the only thing i would say is the mounting hardware that goes on your risers is a little bulky Mm -hmm. Uh, and i'm not sure if that goes into the total weight either i I don't know if the weight they gave us is just the pole itself because that's carbon fiber right but uh it, it was it was interesting and as a bow fisher, I might look into that for bow fishing for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, well, that's uh,
1: uh,
0: it looks goofy, but I can definitely see the fun- the functionality in it.
1: That's and that's the first um, response we had was that looks goofy, yeah. and then they got to talking to the guys and we're like, oh, okay, I understand, I get this. Yeah, uh, this isn't as dumb as I thought.
0: Yeah, you know where I could see something like this working uh, is hunting turkeys from the ground, like, uh, on a smaller scale where the bow is closer to the ground, but you know, uh, cause there's so much movement involved in drawing a compound bow where right. this might be able to, you know, you're resting it and your shoulder won't fatigue as early. You could probably hold back just a little bit longer <laughs> as the turkeys yeah. com- coming in or something like that.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely could see some – I mean, you'd have to practice with it for sure, right? Right, Because right. uh, I, you know, I could see you, like, you know, drawing back, dropping it, and then you're too tall. So, you're, oh, <laughs> you know, you yeah. can't get down to where your animal is. I could right. see that being a problem. But, right. Um, it was – I mean, the innovation section this year, honestly, was pretty small. um, But really cool little product, like that tree sticks that I just talked about earlier, that was in the innovation system uh, area. So you're talking about and those broadheads and what I just told you about the bow rest; those are all in the innovation area. Yeah. So if you go to ATA and you don't check that out, I would highly recommend going to the innovation area because it's um, you know new companies who are trying to make a name for themselves, and some of them are really cool things. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There was one. There was one though. i got to kind of make fun of. Okay. Let's hear it. I, I see the functionality in it in certain situations, but I still had to laugh. Okay. Um, there was a product there called the Pisser. And it's called the Pisser. Okay. The Pisser. The Pisser. And it is basically a uh, collapsible bottle to piss in when you're up in your tree stand or anywhere else. People are still doing that. Yep. Yeah. I still, I just Sky Piss. Every, um, but maybe I'm doing something wrong. Are you kidding? Like, it's
0: 2024. Don't you yeah. think people by now would know that the impact your urine has on a whitetail is probably probably close to zero? Like, I, I, yeah. I would think, unless you're p- pissing... On them while they're there, you know what I mean. Like, in, unless you're in the tree stand peeing while the deer is downwind of you, or something like that. I just that that to me is okay, cool. It's something new for the industry to talk about. But honestly, who pees in a bottle anymore, man? I I just I don't. Yeah. After all the all the the stuff that comes out and how the I I mean. So, God, what was it that I read? It, it's like f- ten minutes after you piss, the smell of it, it like a,
1: It's just ammonia. It's just.
0: It's just. Yeah. It's just like it's urine. So like, deer. It, it may smell different to us out of a bottle. Like if I took coyote pee and I took deer pee, I could smell the difference in them. But if you peed in some dirt and came back the next day and sniffed it, you probably couldn't tell any difference.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, and somebody's like, "Well, I could see the, I could see it like in a, in the truck, you know, for the long road trips." Long so I'm road like, trips, yeah. I just I just, just pissed with the door open, you know, and uh, <laughs> if I had to. But um, the only the only issue I had with it, you know, it was straight innovative. Obviously, mm-hmm. who who hasn't thought about a bottle to piss in, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, what the only issue I had with it was they didn't make it in a small size, so you know, not made for me, unfortunately.
0: I would I would have thought that this joke was going uh, the opposite way, and you, you would have said something like, "Hey, they don't they don't have a Magnum version of this, hey, pisser.
1: My mom has never called me a liar. That's all I'm saying. You know, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but you know, it was funny. I mean, I, I didn't take that one super seriously. You know, I hope I don't piss nobody off with that. It was, it, yeah. you know, I didn't see um, the. There's always something there that you're like, I don't quite get that one. Um, yeah. But. There was, like I said, there was some really cool things. Uh, some other companies. Oh, who's who's that one guy? He made a cool uh, strap for Around the Tree. It's called a Strap System, but I don't remember the name of the company. I didn't grab his card or anything. Uh, to just but,
0: hang accessories on?
1: Yeah, like it's, it's made for like all of your stuff, and it's got like different cords. It actually looks a lot like the Tethered Hiss Strap. Oh yeah, the strap itself. But then the attachments that he's got are um, are different. Yeah, uh, that was kind of cool. He won a he won an award I think for it. Um, okay, and then uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of like some other stuff we saw. You know, there's some some other companies there that um, aren't specifically related to archery, mm-hmm. which I thought was you know kind of nifty. Fox um, Pro was there. And they were there last year too, and they got some, you know, we're big coyote hunters, so we enjoyed seeing that because we get to see some of their new calls and some of their, uh, you know, things they got coming out. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of fun, and you can kind of uh,
0: well, they're break away a little bit. Yeah, they're crossover products, right? So whenever I go into a bow shop, it's going to be hunting-related for the most part, right? Or Like, let's right. say the, the mom-and-pops, right. the one that I'm thinking about, the one that I went to growing up, it just, it, I mean, it, it had archery equipment there but it also had like you said coyote calls it had range finders there it had you know some boots some camo things like that crossover products that you know the people are going to be in they're going to want those types of products in that same store anyway
1: yeah i'll tell you the the thing that surprised me the most and this might have been the same last year Dude, I bet there were fifteen different blind companies there. Yeah. Every time I turned around, there was another blind. And I I don't feel like it was that way, you know, before. But uh, there were blinds all over the place this year. We saw, we looked, we got in a couple of them, you know, and played around, and yeah,
0: there were blinds
1: all over the place. Um, yeah. there's obviously a market for it because my dump I don't know. Getting out of the the elements, but just uh, they were they were all over.
0: Yeah. But just imagine for a second, everything. Do you think it is easier to set up a ground blind or easier to set up a a hang on tree stand? So, do you think it is easier to set up a ground blind or easier to set up a hanging tree stand? Hang on tree stand?
1: Uh, de- depending on the ground blind, I would say a ground blind. Yeah. So, especially like, have you seen the hub style ones, like the soft styles? You have, soft.
0: To, you have to build them and put them together.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm talking about the soft, like the canvas style yeah. ground blinds. Yeah. They make a hub one now that you just pull. Oh, yeah. And boom, it's done. Yeah. And I set one up for the boys this year to hunt out of my sons, and it took me five freaking minutes. Yeah. Um. So now, if you're talking about like a redneck or something like that, that are high class, high end, definitely a tree stand.
0: Yeah. And and so this just kind of reiterates the fact that hunting is tr- is becoming in the products. And the direction, everything just seems to be getting easier, right? Products to make it easier, right? Hence why crossbows are, you know, I'm not going to, like, shooting a crossbow and, now I have never fully, I've shot a crossbow before, but I've never really sighted one in. But I'm assuming it's much easier than sighting in a bow okay and and so everything just seems the the direction that we're going is products to make hunting easier and maybe that's how how it's always been but i just feel like i don't know i just feel like that that's the direction of everything these days cell cams
1: yeah but you could sure but you could also look at it like it's making it easier so that you can work harder too Mm -hmm. right maybe um like, the whole saddle thing. Mm-hmm. It's easier for me to go to a pre-stand tree that I already have a tree stand in and go hunting. Yep. But these companies like Trophy Line and Latitude and Cruiser and, uh, tro- oh God, the big one, Tethered, they all are making it easier for me to freaking run and gun and go deep and get in there. Yeah. That's It's more work for me to do that than it is just to go sit in the stand that's 200 yards up the bridge because I got to stand in there. Yeah. But it's easier to do it now. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, there's other products that are made more f- making it easier to be comfortable. That's for sure. Yeah. You mean like, I mean, we got in a redneck blind and it's like a house. It's awesome. Yeah. And would I buy one? F yeah, I would. Those are really cool. Yeah, I'm, you know, I've got some sons that I I'm taking rifle hunting now. It would be cool to not be freezing cold sitting on the ground, you know, when it's snowing or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, there's some products that are making it easier to make it easier. Like you said, a crossbow, I, I mean, I'm not going to totally run them down because there are some people that need to use them. Yeah. But you know, um, there's no doubt that it's easier to shoot a deer with a crossbow than it is a compound bow. Yeah. So that does make it easier. Sure. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's other products that I think are making it easier for you to work harder and do, do more to get some of those deer that other people aren't able to, to get on the ground. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's what it's always about though, making things better, you know, trying to make things better for anybody in the market and, yeah, some of those things aren't things that you and I might love as hardcore bow hunters. Yeah, um, you know, but I def- it's, it's the world we. I don't really care, honestly. Yeah. It's it's it is what it is.
0: Well, I definitely don't see the market going backwards, right? And being like, okay, here's no. a twenty five pound hang on tree stand that you need to use, right? Nope. No, no one's don't gonna, see that nobody's going back that direction. But I don't know. I just feel that. And maybe it's cultural, maybe it is just the way the world works, but I just feel that if you continue to make hunting so easy, then it, it loses its, I don't know, like when, like I had, like, I want to go do it because it, it, it gives me some kind of diff, difficulty like weightlifting. Or working out, yeah, yeah, like yeah. extreme working out. I go do it because it's difficult and if I can succeed at it, I grow as a person in some way, shape, or form. But if you make something like ultra easy, then I feel like the person doesn't the the value is there's some kind of value loss there. And
1: yeah,
0: maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but I don't know. That's just a gut that's just a gut reaction that I have.
1: Well, none of us really do. Right. But right. it's, you can, you can take it as a different challenge. Yep. So, you know, there's more Toms and Joes and, and Harry's and Mary's out there in the woods effing with my deer. So it's a harder thing for me now. It's a, it's more of a challenge Yep. for, for me to kill deer I'm after. Let's say mm-hmm. it's harder for me to get freaking property to hunt at. Yep. It's harder for me. It's harder for me to do everything. Um, because it's easier for people to get into hunting. Yeah, You know, which, which one is the bad thing, right? Is it, is it bad that more people are getting into hunting or is it bad that it's easier for them to get into hunting? So it makes it harder on you. Is that bad or is that good? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you could tell, I might say it's bad, but then a guy that just got into hunting last year because of crossbows and because of, um, you know, a blind being easy to set up, let's say he might say, no, I think it's great we're both right. You know, I get, it's kind of depends on like your, uh, it's personal view of it. Yeah. It's, it's personal. It's a personal thought. Um, yeah, I, we're all purists. Like I'm a purist when it comes to that. I like to work for my deer. I like to shoot deer the right way. I don't want to, um, you know, be whatever, but, Dude, there's, there's dudes out there listening to you and me right now that shoot trad bows that call us.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're, baby, 100, yeah, you know? you're, so, you're 100% right. Yeah. Um, any other products that you want to touch touch base on?
1: Uh, You know, there, there was all kinds of cool stuff, but those are the main ones I kind of thought were pretty nifty. Okay. Um, I listed out everything that I thought was pretty cool. The bow spider, once again, was interesting. I still haven't bought it, but man, that bow spider looks pretty nifty um what's the bow? Oh, spider? i'm gonna give this guy the bow spider it's just like a little round thing that you can clip on your belt oh, or yeah. on your pack. yeah
0: S- slide the bow right in and yep.
1: yeah uh the last one i want to talk about is the spy high mounting system have you seen that yeah it was there last year too
0: yeah um it was a, a different spy high mounting system for trail cameras it is. Yep. It was, I don't know if this is the same person or if this is a different company or because the, this was several years ago. We went to a trade show and this was the, uh, there was a product similar to this. Now, I don't know if it was called Spy High, but I think what happened was uh, someone bought it off the original owner at the show that first oh, really? year. And then I think what happened, I'm not 100% sure. Well, long story short, right, It's it screws a mounting bracket into... Oh, this one even has a... Uh, this one has a, a cordless drill attachment. So you don't yeah. actually have... The original one... You just had to... You twi- had to screw it. Yeah, you had to twist the pole. Now, on this one, it looks to me like there is... There's a... Uh, the cordless drill spins the the tubing.
1: Yep. I took okay. a video of him doing it. Yeah, I took a video of him doing it, and that's exactly what he did. He... Uh, I don't have it anymore on my phone, or I would have showed you. But, yeah. yeah. He just stuck it up there, screwed it from down here, screwed it in, <laughs> stuck... I mean, stuck the... Uh, camera on it and all that stuff and um you know i'm a fan of like quirky products you know like things that aren't like mainstream that are just kind of interesting i i i kind of i tend to gravitate towards those booths and just watch them do their thing yep um uh, there was another company small company out of alabama that sells this thermocell looking deal but it's powered by a battery instead of um like butane or whatever the hell that is yep it's a battery pack that you can also use to charge your phone with too. And it's like this big instead of a big ass thermo cell. That was kind of cool. Like I'm in, I enjoy the, uh, I don't remember the name of them, but I enjoy the kind of the, like the new quirky stuff. Yeah. Um, will I, will I ever use that spy high mounting system? Probably not. Yeah. But if I started having a bunch of trail cameras stolen, Maybe, maybe I look into getting that so I don't have to take a ladder or whatever out to the uh, tree to hang my, my cameras. Maybe it's something, you know, yeah. I, there's probably an, a, a, a market for it for sure. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. I'm public land guys, right? The guys who are, yeah, hun- although
1: you're screwing into a tree. That's the only thing that throws me off. Oh, I don't yeah. think you're supposed to be able to do that. I don't think in so,
0: certain states you can't.
1: Yeah. But he said, he said something about that, but he's like, but they don't say anything about branches. So I'm like, whatever. I mean, I, I I'm not a public land guy that's throwing cameras out there, so I don't know the rules, yeah, um, or the the gray area. But um, it's not a bad idea. That's and that's for sure. I've seen stupider things. That's right. I and mean, that is not even a dumb idea. It's actually pretty inventive if you think of it.
0: Yeah. You absolutely.
1: can put a a camera in a tree from the ground. That's pretty nifty.
0: Yeah. For sure. Well, Nate, man, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to hop on this short notice, um, yeah. and so thanks for uh, reviewing the ATA show for me this year. Um, that's it, man. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: Look out for look out for our show. I don't know when this one's coming out, but look out for our show next week. We're going to do an ATA recap um, about more than just products. Just kind of. all of it um but we'll we'll be having one on our show here next week too
0: yeah missouri woods and water and your guys's podcast launches on uh tuesdays tuesdays on tuesdays so next tuesday it'll it'll be up and running all right appreciate it man have a good one
1: all right thanks buddy